pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 123. Today I'm going to chat with Joel and Randy from White Label Armory, talk about the issues Virginia is facing, and discuss the new FN 509 Compact MRD. I'm your host, Ava Flannell, and Joel, Randy, how are you guys doing today? Good, Ava, how are you? I'm doing well. How was your Christmas? It was good. Good. Yeah. Over. yeah, I know. That's exactly, I just kept thinking the same thing. I'm like, I'm so glad it's over. It's just, it's stressful. I kind of wish that they would just make it geared towards kids. And I don't know. I just, I think what I don't like about it is it's so commercialized and it's, it just makes everybody like stress out for the entire month of December. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm just over it. I don't, I almost like moving forward unless I have kids. I almost don't even want to celebrate it. (laughs) That's that's actually sort of where we are. small porcelain Christmas tree uh, that was my grandmother's and that's about it. Yeah. I didn't even put up a tree this year because I'm, I'm so busy that I'm like, I don't really, if I do have time, I kind of just want to like have it for myself and not really spend it putting up a tree and then taking it down. And <laughs> I've gotten, I don't know, I guess maybe kind of lazy this year, but that is where I'm at. More grinchy too. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. <laughs> All right. So Manicore Arm. So if you guys have a Scorpion Evo, definitely check out the switchback charging handle. Basically, it folds out, pulls back, and you can charge the gun by just like letting it go. And then the handle automatically returns to the folded position. So really compact, doesn't stick out. It's not awkward or anything like that. Really easy to use. It's on their website for $82.95. But if you use the code GUNFUNNY15, you will get 15% off. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. So this is your first podcast, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, yay. Congratulations. (laughs) So I'm, I'm curious, like, how did you guys get into the gun industry? Oh, my goodness. Us personally or White Label Armory, you mean? Yeah, you guys personally, like, were you raised around guns, you know, shooting at the age of five? Did you just get into it recently? Like, what's your story? Um, I guess when I was young, my my father and my brother were super into shooting and guns, and I just, I had no interest at all whatsoever <laughs> for a long time. Um, I mean, my brother used to use my shoulder as, like, a tripod and shoot off me when I just <laughs> didn't really care at all. <laughs> it didn't take till much later that I got to working for a distributor and actually getting into the sales and marketing, uh, that I kind of sparked my interest. Mm -hmm. So me personally, I've been in the gun industry for, I think this is my fifth or sixth year. Okay. And have you always been with white label armory? Uh, yes, we actually, um, Joel and I co-created. Okay. uh, Armory. Perfect. And Joel, what about you? Um, I, I guess I've been around firearms my whole life. Yeah. I shot when I was a, a kid, started out with a BB gun, I think at age seven or so, just like most, most kids in rural America do. Yeah. And, uh, then I was, I was a cop for, and a contractor for about 16 years, firearms instructor. I wrote a bunch of training programs and then I just transitioned over out of, uh, law enforcement and into the private sector working for a, manufacturers specializing in purchasing and developing new OEM products. Right. Um, so I've always sort of been on the uh, the manufacturing side of, of the industry. 
And uh, so when you were a police officer, what state was that in? I was in South Carolina in Charleston. And that is that where you guys are? Is that where White Label Armory is based out of now? Uh, we we wish it was, but no, we're in uh, we're in Lake Zurich, Illinois, which is about thirty minutes outside of Chicago. Oh, okay. That's it's so crazy. There's so many because Manicor Arms is uh, very close to Chicago. They're they're based in Illinois, and it's just it's so weird that some of these states that have like the strictest gun laws that there's so many companies. Like just recently, I was in at Smith and Wesson, which is in Massachusetts, and you know they obviously have really strict gun laws. So. Oh, absolutely. There, and there are a ton of, of manufacturers and components manufacturers within 45 minutes or an hour from us right here. Krebs Customs is just around the corner. Yeah. There, there's just a just a whole lot of them up mm-hmm. in this area, which, which makes it nice for us because there's a lot of knowledge and a lot of industry already established for outside processing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. The, uh, the laws are not conducive to operating here. Absolutely. So how did you guys decide to start White Label Armory? We were just really impressed by the manufacturing capabilities and the quality of DRG manufacturing. And we saw an opportunity to fulfill a niche in the industry that was really not being focused on, or at least uh, not properly, in our opinion. Mm-hmm. So when we started, our main focus was on dealers and small manufacturers and, and getting them quality parts at good prices without having to buy super large volumes. Okay. And that was that the problem that you saw? Yeah. So, so right now, most OE manufacturers, you're not going to get into them without ordering a thousand plus components, uh, like a thousand bulk carrier groups or something like that to have mm-hmm. them made for you to get them down to the prices where it makes sense to purchase. Mm-hmm. So we've already, DRG already had that capability. I mean, DRG was making thousands and thousands of bolt carrier groups and bolts and carriers and uppers and lowers and hand guards and gas blocks and all sorts of stuff every single month. So our thought was why not peel off a portion of that production capability and price it so that the small dealers and small manufacturers can afford to buy one or two pieces or 20 pieces versus having to put a blanket purchase order in for, you know, 10,000 pieces over the year. Since we were already making those components it doesn't hurt us to carve off a percentage of those components and allocate them to uh, retail dealer and consumer sales. And so, so like, how would you say then that your products differ from like, you know, from the competition? What we do that other manufacturers don't is we sell a hundred percent us made products. We manufacture all the core components in house And I would say that, you know, our QC procedures, we have QC procedures throughout the entire manufacturing process. Mm -hmm. We can do all of this and still offer extremely competitive pricing. Wow. Yeah, because usually, well, I was going to say, usually if it is U.S. made, unfortunately, that also comes with a price. And that's why a lot of people outsource it to other countries uh, just to keep the prices low. So that's pretty impressive. Correct. And that's where we're leveraging just this sheer volume that we produce here um, to be able to get the costing down because we you know we buy more steel, we buy more machines, we buy more tooling, we get better prices on all that due to the quantities that we buy from other people. So realistically, we're just trying to pass on some of that savings and keep quality American products on the sh- on the shelves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's sad to see a lot of these rifle companies and and even customers really getting ripped off because they're buying parts that were made in Taiwan. They're out of spec. The finishes are terrible. 
and then you see that they're unhappy with what they're actually getting when you can come to our side and, and because we're manufacturing so many components, we can keep the costs not always as cheap as the Chinese stuff, but, but a lot cheaper than most uh, uh, other American made products out there. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Especially if somebody only has like a few hundred dollars to spend on a rifle or a product, it's, you know, you would hate for them to spend, you know, all the money that they had allocated for that. And it just, they end up buying something super cheap, doesn't work. They have issues or what if they're, you know, using it to defend their lives with, that's something that I've always, like, I've always hated cheap guns just for that reason. And I, I think that, you know, that kind of stuff should just be like, I don't even know why it's allowed or why these companies even stay in business just because, you know, it's just not reliable. Absolutely. And it's always sad to see somebody disappointed with their purchase. Yeah. Um, especially somebody who's saved up a lot. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So um, how did, how did you guys come up with the name white label armory? Uh, so I guess white label is an old record industry term. But we just, it's also become accepted as uh, a term for when somebody makes a component specifically for another company to put their name on it, it's considered white labeling. So that's essentially what we do. We make components that other people put their names on and claim as their own. So why not just call it white label armory? Mm -hmm. And I saw you guys teamed up with Leviathan to create rifles for them. Yep. Yes, we have. Yeah, they've, uh, we've been working really well with them. Um, they obviously do a great job in their, their marketing. They've got a good branding and, and really good people. And they wanted to create their own Leviathan defense mm-hmm. line of firearms. And so we were more than willing to help them through that. We've gotten through the initial stages. We're starting to put out, uh, complete firearms for them now. And, uh, we'll be working on sort of a second generation, uh, for them for, for next year as well. Very cool. I, I went to, uh, the Big Daddy Unlimited shoot. This was what, like a month and a half ago. And if you don't know, I'm, I'm signed with Leviathan. So I work pretty closely with them and they had, um, I don't know. It was like me, Such, Mr. Guns and Gear, Donut Operator, Brandon Herrera, just a bunch, like a handful of people. And they brought us over to a private range and they wanted us to shoot your guns. And that was the first time that I shot your guns. And, uh, we all like stood in the line and they just basically wanted us to do like a mag dump. Well, donut operator was right next to me and his casing got stuck between my glasses. So here it's like my, my face is burning, but I'm trying to like look badass and, you know, mag dump before anybody else. Cause I was the only girl there. <laughs> it's not, not a complete day at the range if you don't go home with, with at least one scar. I have so. a little injury. I know. Right. Oh, I've had, I've had major burns. But it just, yeah, so that's that's my story. But I was really happy with the way that the gun operated. I was actually really impressed because when I first heard about you guys, I'm like, oh, okay, it's just, you know, it's another AR company. And I just think that in a way, the market's very saturated with AR companies. And I think it's kind of hard to keep up with competition and, you know, set yourself apart from from all the other companies out there. But I got to say, it shot really well. Like I was I was actually really impressed. Yeah, we, whenever somebody gets their hands on our stuff, we always get really good feedback. Um, I know we're not really well known, but DRG Manufacturing has been manufacturing components for other people for quite some time now. So there, there's a good chance that that you've seen one of our components. It just was not labeled as ours in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that's our core business is variance manufacturing and contract manufacturing for other big name gun builders in the industry. Yeah, yeah I really wish that we could start listing out who they were. Because 
I think a lot of people would be amazed, but with NDAs and everything in place, unfortunately, we can't really do that. But we do manufacture a lot of components that go into other people's guns. Yeah. So that's that's where with white label, the benefit is that when you purchase from us, you know where it came from. It's been through our QC procedures. Uh, You're getting a a known good product and you're getting a lifetime guarantee on it. So if if there's ever a problem occurs to it, we we take care of it a hundred percent. Very nice. And that's kind of your, your warranty. If there's any issues, they could always send it back or. Yeah. It's pretty much a no questions asked lifetime warranty. Lifetime warranty yep. if, if something breaks or, or is, isn't working correctly, we'll fix it, swap it out, whatever needs to be done to, to keep that customer happy and keep their gun running for them. Okay, cool. I'm going to take a quick break and talk about SB Tactical. So SB Tactical, I don't know if you guys have ever shot the, uh, the TAC 13, or I'm sorry, the Remington V3 TAC 13, which looks really cool. But when you look at it, you're like, cool. Um, it kind of has like a little nub for a stock. So it just looks very uncomfortable to shoot. SB Tactical came out with the TAC 13-SBA3 and that fits nicely on the back of that little nub. And it's kind of cool because it's like you kind of have a short barrel shotgun, but you, you know, it's still legal. Uh, so if you guys have that gun and it's just not very comfortable to shoot, which it looks really uncomfortable. I have yet to shoot one, but I would definitely recommend check out the TAC13-SBA3. And that is at SB Tactical. That's SB-Tactical.com. Use the code GUNFUNNY15 and that will get you 15% off. So how do you guys like test your products before sending it out? What kind of, what's the whole process before it gets into the customer's hands? So it really depends on what it is. Machine components um, that, that aren't mechanical in any way, like uppers and lowers, those go through gauging at the machines to make sure that all the whole diameters are correct and that the uh, all your critical dimensions are correct at the machine. They go through uh, the QC lab and they all go on the, coordinate measuring machine. So it checks them automatically to ensure that everything's in spec and and made to print. Uh, We also manufacture a little bit different than a lot of people do on those components. We try and cut as many critical dimensions as we can before the part ever leaves the the first machine it's in. So where some companies may run five or six operations to make a lower receiver, we run two. Um, and that, that helps guarantee that everything that we manufacture is within tolerance and, and absolutely perfect. So you don't have any pinhole location problems or anything like that. All of our components go through a constant quality check from the, from the machine before they go out for plating, when they come back from plating before assembly, after assembly. So there's, there's hands on QC checks on them constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as far as testing durability and things like that, we have a, Quite honestly, we, we utilize some of our dealers and we'll send them a couple bolt carrier groups or a couple barrels to have them test out and get feedback on. And, uh, everything we've gotten back so far has been, been fantastic. We haven't had, uh, any major issues that weren't easily overcome. And, um, but we are, we, we do take feedback from our dealer base, uh, very seriously to make any process changes that, that they think we may need to be, even if it's from a, a finish standpoint or, or a color standpoint or, uh, an option standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I'm on your website right now. So it looks like you guys make literally every part that would go into an AR. We make most of them. We don't do springs. Uh, we leave that up to the spring specialists. 
and we don't, we're not a casting house. So we don't make the cast components like the hammers and the triggers and the bolt catches and things like that. But the majority of the, the larger machine components, the barrels, the gas blocks, uh, all the bolt carrier group parts, uh, upper receivers, lower receivers, hand guards, uh, we're making, making those right here. Okay, cool. Have you guys, um, talk about casting. Have you guys seen the whole process? Like, it's just, it's crazy to me still. It's, it's, it is, it's, it's, it's very interesting to watch the, uh, the lost wax casting process is really cool. And I, I think a lot of people don't actually know how triggers, hammers, bolt catches and selectors are made. A lot of people think that those are machined out of steel and that they're not, they're all cast and then machined afterwards. But yeah. Really and interesting process. It really is. Like anytime that I've, I've, uh, toured like factories that make gun parts, it's just amazing. Like from, you know, from a block of steel or whatever to some, you know, metal that they put in the fire. And I don't know, it's just, it's crazy. But yeah, the whole casking thing was, uh, was probably my favorite part. Yeah. We had, uh, another, I think a friend of yours, uh, Mr. Guns and Gear came up a few weeks mm-hmm. ago and through the entire process, barrel manufacturing and, and bulk care group manufacturing. So he got to go see, the heat treater and you got to go see the grinder and all sort of the outside services that we have to send our product through uh, to get through the the entire, the entire process. Very cool. Yeah. Mr. Guns and Gear. He's a good guy. So you guys do, I noticed, is it tin coated for the bolt carrier groups? Yeah. So we do a titanium nitride. We do DLC. We do uh, some colored PVD options like blue and rainbow and some, some interesting colors like that. The, the core of our, our sales is, is, is nitride. Okay. Is that like pretty consistent? Cause I've heard like with the, what is it? The TIN, is it referred to as tin or TIN? Um, titanium. Tin, t- TIN, titanium nitride, uh, all it sorts. doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Well, cause I've heard that a lot of people don't do the rainbow just because it's usually pretty inconsistent. Whereas like gold, at least it's, you know, fairly consistent, but the rainbow, it's like one could be super pink. The other one's super green. And so, um, as a result, a lot of companies don't do that because people are like, oh, well, I was hoping to get more of a green one instead of a pink one. Have you run into that issue? Yeah, there definitely is, is a good variation there. The, the titanium nitride and the DLC, they are what they are that we don't see any change in those. Uh, same with the nickel boron. Um, and even the, the darker color PVDs like flat dark earth and stainless are consistent. But when you get into the blues, and the rainbows and some of those, mm-hmm. it, it differs from batch to batch. There's no, no doubt about it. Um, and that's just some, something that you sort of have to accept. Yeah. Uh, it's a chemical process. It's a vapor deposit. It is very difficult to control. And it quite honestly, it's amazing that we can do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're just sort of happy to, to say somewhat blue when we get our blues in and, and get a good rainbow pattern every time they come in. Right. Have you guys, so if I were to build my own, let's say AR-15 using all of the parts, like on average, what is the cost that you guys think it would take to build a complete AR? So if you do it off of our site with a billet upper and a billet lower, and I think a 15 inch handguard, you can do it for right at uh, $700. Wow. That's definitely, you know, a pretty well-priced AR. Yeah, especially for for what you'll end up with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like we said, it's going to be 100 percent American made. Uh, you know, I think our receivers are some of the best ones out there for for fit and finish and mechanical perfection. We we built some some very accurate guns very easily off of our white label parts. And then, do you guys have any exciting plans for the future? 
I think the biggest thing we've got going on right now is we just installed our new barrel profiling cell. So we have a fully automated robot fed barrel profiling and chambering cell. Wow. Um, we've already been drilling and rifling and reaming blanks here for, for several years, but we've never been able to do high production barrels because uh, we were sort of limited to a, a few lathes. But now we have a dedicated cell that can run 24 seven lights out. Uh, the robots feed the blanks in and they pull them out when they're done. Uh, they go through a vision checking and a manual gauging section, all all completely run by the robot. Uh, so that's that's really exciting because that's really going to broaden the variety of of barrel profiles and calibers that we're going to be able to. Yeah, no kidding. That's um, that's crazy. And then not to, I'm not going to ask you like what the exact cost for that machine, but the machinery itself. I mean, some of this stuff's like a million dollars, like per machine. So do you a, ever do you ever it's just a million dollar sell? So you ever just like look at it and you're like, I wonder if I'm ever going to get my money back. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we know we will. I, I'm, I'm actually with the way that the industry is going, we've seen a, a pretty good uptick here uh, recently. And with the quality that we can put out uh, and then the prices that we can get, I'm pretty sure that we're going to sell out capacity on that. That's mm-hmm. so pretty fast. And, yeah. Know, I would just, I think I'd be like, cool. I'll be like 90 by the time I pay that one off. <laughs> <laughs> we try not to go into anything without being able to pay it off in two yeah. years. That's yeah, that's smart. Yeah. The the other things that we've got coming out um, is we've put together a couple of different kits. Uh, so I think everybody's used to the lower parts kit or the upper parts kit, mm-hmm. but we put out some armors kit. So we have a master armors kit, which is uh, pretty much everything that you need in small pieces to keep a lot of ARs running. It's got springs, hammers, triggers, all the little bits and pieces uh, that a gunsmith or a dealer might need, or even just somebody who's got, you know, a, a fleet of ARs at the house. Mm-hmm. And it all comes in a, in a tackle box that's got all the little dividers numbered so that you can reorder from us when you need them. And it's got descriptions and photos of what's supposed to be in that compartment. And then we've also got a, what we're calling our range kit, which is a small waterproof box that takes pretty much anything that might break or go wrong while you're out at the range or out shooting it's got all the replacement parts in there. So it's got, comes with a complete bolt carrier group, a complete bolt, firing pins, uh, springs, detents, pretty much anything that might break or cause you a problem at the range that you could change right at the range. It's got there. It's in there. So it's, it's a great thing for active shooters to, to put in their bag in their shooting bag mm-hmm. when they go to the range or keeping your truck or just keep at the house for general maintenance and repairs. Yeah. Uh, that's so actually excited about those are, I mean, both of those kits are, are definitely, there's a necessity for it and, and it's pretty genius because you don't yeah, really see that. Yeah, the range do, do really well because that's, that's definitely something from, that, that I put together based on, you know, years of teaching on the range, especially teaching patrol rifle, knowing what breaks on patrol rifles and what you need to be able to swap out in a couple of minutes to keep the class moving forward. So yeah. I think that that's a definitely a really good kit. Well, and it's funny because I, I recently took a rifle class and it's crazy how many people don't tighten even like their accessories or even just their gun parts. And so as we were shooting, like we were putting like thousands of rounds, I mean, people's guns were literally falling apart. Yep. Absolutely. And, and it's like things that you don't even think about. And it's like, okay, wow. Like, I don't know. Uh, so, and, and there's nothing like, especially if you're taking a class here, you probably paid a few hundred dollars to take this class. And if your gun's not working, like that'll definitely ruin your day. 
as opposed yeah, to yeah. just even going to the range and it's like, well, shit, my gun's not working. All right, pack up, go home. Hopefully you live, you know, within, you know, kind of, uh, like a short distance from the range. But even then it does stuck. It just, you know, dampens your day. So that's very yeah. smart. And what do those kits retail for? So the master parts kit retails for six ninety five, and the range kit retails for two seventy five. Oh wow, that's nice. That's actually that's a that's a good price, especially because you said you included like a bolt carrier group in there, and yeah, it's a it's a very considerable savings off if you purchased each of the components in there individually, and you get it in a well organized and labeled kit. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And tell listeners where they can find your website. So we are at www.whitelabelarmory.com. And you guys have links on there to your social media? Yes. Yep. Down at the bottom, we've got all the social media links. Uh, Instagram and Facebook are probably our two two biggest uh, we're social on, accounts. We're on all the socials. It's yeah. at White Label Armory. You can find us anywhere you enjoy being social online. <laughs> okay, awesome. And I'm sure like that's like a full-time job just running all the social media. Yeah. Trust me. Ask me how I know. I run like seven accounts. <laughs> and then you guys were nice enough to you give listeners a code and the code is AVA, A-V-A. And if you guys go on their website and you find something you like, use that code and it'll get you 5% off. All right. Do you guys have time to stick around for the rest of the show? Sure. Awesome. All right, before we get into the next segment, we're going to talk about Sportsman's Guide. So when I had uh, the man spot on the show, he talked about Sportsman's Guide saying that they had a huge military surplus section, and I guess I never really paid attention to that. So I went to their website, checked it out. They do indeed have a huge military surplus section, which is like really impressive. And, uh, I know a lot of people are into that. So I would definitely recommend go over there, check it out. It's really cool to see just some of this like really old stuff. And if you, you know, if you find something you like, use the code gunfunny20. That gets you $20 off your purchase of $100 or more. And that is at sportsmansguide.com. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome as Never mind. AF. So I'm sure you guys are kind of aware of what's going on with Virginia. I feel like if you're in the gun industry, you can't miss it. All right. So what I'm thinking is Virginia voters got lazy and basically elected a bunch of liberal representatives, including a uh, the governor, the new governor, uh, Northam. And basically, Northam, he announced massive gun control, uh, which is their first priority, the next legislation, including banning all assault weapons. And this would include basically taking away, I mean, confiscating any quote unquote assault rifle uh, or assault weapon. And um, and you would not be grandfathered into owning it. So, of course, everyone kind of went up in arms about it. And. A lot of, you know, a lot of places were declaring themselves as sanctuary counties um, slash cities. And I think that was what, like 86 out of the 95 counties and 15 city and towns. So, I mean, that's like more than majority that claimed that they would be a sanctuary city and they're not going to enforce that. And then uh, the attorney general said that 
local ordinance. They have no legal authority and law enforcement must follow the law. And anybody who doesn't follow the law, uh, they're going to basically saying that their job would be terminated. And just as of recently, they came out with uh, Governor Northam allocates 250000 uh to correction funds to implement gun confiscation. So this is pretty serious. And basically, they're like a lot of the laws that they want to implement. It would basically make Virginia have stricter gun laws than like California. What are your guys' thoughts on that? It, it's absolutely amazing that it's gone this far. Um, I, I grew up in Virginia. Um, I went to high school there and it was a lot smaller than it is now. And maybe that's, maybe that's the problem is that you've just had so many more people with these liberal sort of government babysitter mindsets have moved in there. But Virginia is a different state today than it was, was in the past. It's definitely not, not a typical Southern state anymore. And it, it's amazing that they're literally trying to ban the most popular and one of probably the most accepted firearms uh, in the nation today. The AR-15 is not an unusual, it is not a strange firearm. Pretty much everybody I know either owns one or wants one. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's not like they're, they're trying to ban a minority part of, of firearms or literally going after probably one of the biggest firearms out there. Mm-hmm. And then also the governor, so they, he said that he'll, you know, get the National Guard to enforce this. And I'm pretty sure the National Guard said, no, they're not going to enforce this. So there's definitely a lot of, you know, it's separating, uh, definitely a lot of these government ran organizations. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this all pans out. Maybe this is the start of the boogaloo. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see how, how far down the nullification runs. Uh, you know, essentially states are nullifying federal laws by, uh, legalizing medicinal and recreational marijuana. We've done that here in Illinois. And yet Virginia is saying, well, yeah, you can nullify that, but you know what? You can't nullify state law. Mm-hmm. So you counties and cities and towns aren't going to be able to decide what is best for your community. Uh, you just have to deal with what, what, what we decide. Well, and it's also interesting. Kind of hypocritical. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting because like even here in Colorado, as of January 1st, red laws are going to go into effect. But there's again, I think majority of the counties, the sheriff's office are saying they're not going to enforce it because it's unconstitutional. And so it's kind of even, even where I live and, you know, in, in Colorado, it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. And, you know, our, our police officers, you know, sheriff's going to lose their job because they're refusing to enforce this. And just, I just kind of feel like it's going to get, you know, more out of hand and it's going to cause more violence than it would as they're originally, they intended to put these laws into place to basically prevent violence. But I think it's going to cause more violence as a result. Yeah. And he obviously knows that there's going to be a fight if he's allocating fundings for corrections to deal with it before it even happens. Absolutely. I think it's no mystery where his mind is sitting right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, leaving that alone. uh, But it also just goes to show, guys, like, don't get complacent. Don't think that it can't happen in your state. You know, definitely get involved. Vote. uh, You know, write to your representatives and uh, definitely take a stand. Don't just assume that it's not going to happen because Virginia is now the perfect example of, you know, you get complacent, you're not paying attention. And before you know it, everything's, you know, the rug's being taken, uh, you know, pulled out from under your feet. So, 
All right. So Sharps Bros, uh, you guys mentioned before the show started that you guys are familiar with Sharps Bros lowers. We, we love Sharps Brothers. Uh, we have a good, good relationship with John and, uh, we, we actually will start carrying some of his, uh, some of his lowers and, and uppers here very shortly. Oh, nice. That's really cool. Uh, do you, are you going to be carrying the entire line or just specific ones? Eventually we'll probably pick up the entire line right now. We're just doing some custom Cerakoted, um, builder sets by yeah. blown deadline. Oh uh, yeah. So we'll have those back from blown deadline here in a week or so, and, and we'll get them up on the site. Very cool. Yeah. Blown deadline does amazing work. In fact, he is every month we pick a lucky Patreon uh, and they win a $300 gift certificate uh, to Bloom Deadline. So he's he's definitely like the best in the industry. And he really makes those uh, those jacks stand out, there's no doubt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's funny because for Christmas, one of the Patreons sent me. So if uh, at Sharps, you know, if it doesn't pass quality, I think what they do is they cut the lower in half. And so it's no longer a lower, but you can use it as like, I don't know, to put pens in or just whatever, kind of even just to put on your desk paperweight. And somebody put a unicorn horn on it and uh, painted it. And I mean, it's hilarious. I'm going to post it on my social media here shortly. It'll probably be posted by the time the show comes out, but I can't wait to see what John's reaction is to this because <laughs> uh, it's just so funny. And it's so essentially it's a jack lower. But then they put like a horn and it, they actually did a really good job. So, yeah, the the opportunities to, you know, kind of make this lower your own are just endless. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. All right. So best New Year's Eve party or memory or do you have any resolutions for the new year? I don't have a whole lot of New Year's Eve memories because I generally go to bed too early. Um, oh. Mine is quite the opposite. I'm usually trashed and don't remember what happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I yeah, personally I don't I don't do resolutions. Uh, yeah, you got any this year? No, I'm I'm you know when we were talking about being Scrooges and, and Grinches a little bit. It's yeah. just this whole week. I'm just like, ugh. I guess I'm still in preparing for shot show mode. So. Mm-hmm. I just, I see that finish line and I don't think about anything. So I'm kind of lame with that. No, I don't blame you. I'm, I actually, even today, later on, I have a bunch of work to do uh, for SHOT Show. So I totally understand. I get it. But I typically have always celebrated New Year's Eve just because I'm happy that Christmas is over. I hate freaking Christmas. Thanksgiving, I don't mind as much. I think that one's definitely nicer because it's not as commercialized and you're just sharing a meal with people you care about. But Christmas, I just, I don't know. I wish they would just do away with it. I've, I've become very, uh, just anti Christmas. And so New Year's, by the time New Year's rolls around, I'm just like, yes, we could put it all behind us. I'm ready to party. I don't know. I, so this year, I'm not really sure what I'm going to be doing. There's a lot of like roaring twenties parties going on. So I might have to get an outfit for that and, you know, kind of partake in that. But I do have one funny memory that just came to me is I remember we got, I don't know, it was like bottle service at a club. And this was a few years ago. And if you got bottle service, which was like super expensive, you got a free bottle of champagne and they'd be like, you know, they'd, include that and give you flutes for it. And I remember, well, later on, like a few days later, we remember this. 
my friend, he shook the bottle of champagne and then basically just let it out and like champagne went everywhere. But we were all so drunk. We were just like, ah, whatever. And then the next day we were like, yeah, we didn't even get our champagne. Like I don't even remember toasting. And we completely forgot that he like shook it up and like basically it went everywhere, like all over everyone. But other than that, I don't really have too many crazy memories, uh, mostly because, you know, I was drunk and then hung over the next day. <laughs> well, um, I do travel more next year, so I guess that's a resolution. What is it? Take more time and travel next year. Do you have any place in uh, particular that you'd like to travel? We have to get out of Illinois and go back to Charleston at least for a week just for the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, we miss it terribly. But I think we're going to try and go to Europe, too. Very nice. Or Italy next year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That would be fun. I personally, I want to go to like, I don't know, like different parts of Asia because I've, I've done Europe, but I was thinking like that would just be kind of cool. But, um, yeah, we did, we did Africa this past year and that was, that was a lot of fun. And I, I grew up in, in, uh, Asia. My dad was military. So we moved around a lot, but I spent a lot of time in Korea and, and China and, and Thailand and those areas. So definitely, definitely a good place to go if you, if you, uh, if you get the chance. Yeah. I would just, I think it would just be nice just for things to be like so different and you're kind of out of your element. But, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely different. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so polymer 80, are you guys familiar with polymer 80? We are. Uh, so basically, you know, they make 80% lowers, but they are about to unveil a new slide design any day now. It's really cool. I kind of got a sneak peek of it. And, um, yeah, so I'm really excited for them to do that, but it should come out any day. Um, otherwise I recommend go to palmer80.com, check out their stuff. They basically at this point sell everything that you can, that you need to make a complete handgun. And if you use the code gun funny, you will get 15% off. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it. Hate it. Find out now. So last week I got an email that FN came out with the new FN 509 compact MRD. And essentially it's basically like all the other 509s out there, but this one is compact. And the first thing that I do now when I see like these compact guns is I wonder how much the mag capacity is because ever since, you know, the 365 came out and then the Hellcat and it's, it's crazy to see like all these small compact guns that hold like 12, 13 rounds and anything else that comes out that's compact and they only hold like eight rounds. I'm like, yeah, okay. It's irrelevant. You guys are already, you know, like, what were you thinking? You need to keep up with all the other designs and like, come out with something that has more mag capacity. So this one, the mag capacity is a 10 or 12 or 15 rounds, uh, which is pretty good. Double action. That's actually one thing when I was looking at this gun, I didn't realize that FN made consistently double action guns and I've owned a few FNs and I thought that they shot actually really well. And I wouldn't have noticed that it was a double action trigger, which they say the trigger pull is about 5.5 to 7.5 pounds, but I didn't really think that it was, that it felt that heavy. I always thought that FNs, they made really good guns. They just, they never really marketed their product that well, or maybe they didn't have to, because I know like a lot of law enforcement police officers, they use it. So, you know, like civilians isn't really typically their, their demographic for marketing. 
but I've always thought that they made really good stuff. And anytime that I've shot it, I was, I always thought that, you know, recoil was really nice. It was always really accurate. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested to check out the compact just to see how it shoots. But it's, like I said, very similar to all the other 509 compacts. So it's similar to like Glock when they release a new gun. It's like the exact same, you know, it looks the exact same, but maybe it's a different caliber. Maybe like there's a few things that changed or the size is slightly smaller. And it says MSRP is $799. So I would say that's a little high. It's not really competitively priced compared to all the other compact guns out there. But who knows, you know, who knows what you'll find it on the internet for. Have you guys, are you guys like fans of FN? Um, we, we are simply because they're a South Carolina company. We really like to support South Carolina companies. But uh, no, it looks like a nice little pistol. We're sitting here looking at it online while while you're talking about it. And uh, it def- definitely looks good. It's an attractive gun. Absolutely. Yeah. And I and there's, they make reliable stuff. Like any, oh, any of the guns that I've had, or even the, what was it? The FN, the P90, or the... What is it? The, uh, gosh, I don't know why I can't think today. The 5.7. Yeah. And I shot a, a SLP in police matches for, for years and they make great shotguns as well. Yeah. So yeah, I would recommend, uh, check it out and maybe I'll get my hands on one and review one. All right. So now iTunes review. So guys, if you haven't already, please leave an iTunes review. Otherwise, if you hate iTunes, you don't have an iPhone because it definitely is a lot easier to do with the iPhone. You just go on the app, the little podcast app, and you can leave a review that way. Otherwise, head on over to the Facebook page, leave a review there. So first review is PA Shooter, 15, five stars. Awesome. Found this podcast looking for something to listen to while working, and this is for sure the winner. They have great interviews from people in every part of the gun industry, from competitive shooters to jewelry makers. I've learned a lot from this podcast and recommend it to everyone. Second is Tommy Little Scooter, five stars. A pleasure to listen. All the candy corn for Ava. Aw. <laughs> I'm obsessed with candy corn. Um, so out of those two, will you guys pick a winner to win a prize pack? Oh, uh, yeah. Let's go with the Tommy Little Scooter. All right. Or, Tommy Little Scooter, you are the winner. Although PA Shooter, I do appreciate all the kind words and thank you for that review. And we're going to start wrapping up. If you guys want to find me, best way is just go to gunfunny.com. There's links to everything, social media, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. There's links to where all the places that the podcast is posted to, like iHeartRadio, iTunes. And if you can't get enough and you really enjoy the show, you should consider becoming a Patreon. A dollar will get you access to our Patreon-only Facebook page. We just recently did a Secret Santa gift exchange, which was a lot of fun. And there was a lot of good gifts. There was a lot of funny ones. But it's really just a nice little community. So if you're looking for more internet friends, who doesn't want more internet friends, I would definitely recommend become a patron, join our group. There's lots of different levels. And like I said previously, Blown Deadline is giving away a $300 gift certificate every month to a lucky Patreon. And all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash gunfunny. I also want to thank our producer and editor, Kenny Ortega. He does a great job. And I want to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Ryan Morrison, Michael Alexio, Elliot and Mike Pappas, 
Joe Lyons, Charger Arms, and Justin Paulson. And King of the Patreon is still Jon Snow, and he wants me to say that Operator Tickles does not make New Year's resolutions. Rather, everyone else makes resolutions to make sure they keep her happy throughout the year so that they stay off her naughty list. And once again, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Can you just tell listeners once again where they can find you? Uh, www.whitelabelarmory.com and at whitelabelarmory. And that code, if you guys find something you like, is just AVA, A-V-A, and that gets you 5% off. And thank you so much for spending your afternoon with me. And uh, we're out of here. Thank you. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. 